Welcome to another episode of, of Sports Cap Value. We are continuing to put stuff out left and right. We are in the new year, 2024, and here we come. We have a special guest with us this evening looking to talk about the NFL Conference Championships as they make the four teams make their way to the Super Bowl. So we will know who will be playing the Super Bowl come this Sunday evening. We'll talk about some college basketball as well, talk about the sports betting in general. So, yeah, looking forward to this episode. Got a lot ahead in store for you, and uh, we'll have a couple questions as we go. Stuff for y'all to kind of reach out to us uh, back and forth, uh, uh, listening to this. And, uh, yeah, looking forward to your feedback as well. So, again, thank you for joining us on another episode with Sports Cap Value. Again, this is episode 18, 18 episodes. Can't believe we've gone this far uh, in this journey. Uh, again, we're in the back end of the football season, wrapping up the NFL. We're heavy on the college basketball and NBA. Hope you folks are following. Give us a follow on TikTok, Instagram, Sports Cat Value. That's really where most of our uh, folks are. Uh, if you haven't yet, go check us out. Continue to put content on there. Try to keep you guys uh, interested and give you some jokes uh, throughout the day and uh, give you free plays as well here and there. But also I'd like for you to go to our website, sportscatvalue.com, and check us out. That's where all our, our TikTok stuff is um, shared to. Um, our podcast as well. You can also find it on Apple or uh, Spotify. And, um, yeah, that's where we have our place so for our subscribers. So go join Sports Cat Value today if you're looking for someone to – who to, who to bet with, who to bet on, teams, game plays, parlays. Not parlays, props, I should say. We don't do parlays. That is the worst thing. Um, we've joked about that as well. But, uh, yeah, sportscapvalue.com. We grab a package a day. Uh, monthly package is just the way to go. We put out a lot of plays, again, as well as props. So go join today, sportscapvalue.com. Welcome back. And as I mentioned earlier, we have another guest on this uh, episode 18 if you heard his voice or seen him around, some people call him Big J. Big J, how you doing? Big J is doing good. I'm hanging in there, you know, coming live from the 803, representing the beautiful city of Columbia, South Carolina. Happy to be here with you, Mr. Sports Cap Value himself. Uh, thank you. So, are you still hungover from the South Carolina win last night over Kentucky, being a top 10 team? I tell you what, man, it, it brought me back, brought back memories last night. Uh, when I was in school at South Carolina in the 2010 year, when Devin Downey did his thing, I remember rushing that court like all those students and fans last night. And let's just say I was at the house last night going to sleep. But back in the day, it would have been five points to wee hours in the morning. But man, just so proud of our university and our basketball team. And man, Lamont Paris, man, he is – I'm impressed, man. I'm impressed with what he's got going on so far, to say the least. Yeah, I just, I, at first when he was hired uh, almost two years ago, you know, he's kind of a name that nobody knew about. He's coming from Chattanooga. Um, you knew he was a defensive guy. He, the way he kind of talked, he was well-spoken, kind of calm and quiet. But in this second year, he's 
obviously the first year he he didn't have the roster he wanted, but he went and hit the transfer portal really hard and flipped the roster, and and you know not keeping up with it on a day to day basis like I used to, but seeing the kids' names kind of come in and out in the off season, and then to see where they are, they're just the what he's getting out of his players is just unreal, and I'm just I'm stoked he's going to be here a while. And uh, can you say can you th- you think we're a tournament team? At this point, absolutely. Um, I was kind of looking at the schedule, you know, looking ahead. You might call me crazy, but I think we can run the table. There, I mean, there's going to be some losses in there. We got at Tennessee and probably at Ole Miss. Ole Miss, pretty good team this year. We got Tennessee at home again, so that's that's a toss up game for us. Um, but don't get me wrong, the SEC when playing on the road is going to be tough in the first first place. But man, we I think we got a pretty good shot of making the tournament, if not exceeding expectations for this year. Like I said, I'm man, I'm impressed with Lamont Paris. He's got his guys believing. Um, I mean, he has just built the culture here. In year two, which I mean, just like every other South Carolina, you South Carolina fan, you have got to be impressed at this point in the season. Yeah, absolutely. Coming off the you know the Final Four run several you know almost six years ago, and just the disappointment that we've had ever since. I mean, it's been the the program has kind of gone downhill since then, which it should have been projecting up, and it, that wasn't the case, and, and that's why. We no longer have Frank Martin, and Paris is in the spot that he's in. And I was fortunate enough to make it to the game last night, and, man, that place was rocking at Colonial Life. I mean, it was I, – I don't think I've ever seen anything like that in a basketball environment. And, um, you know, like going back to the schedule, we got Missouri coming up on Saturday. So, And I've been, been in this position before. You don't want to have a hangover and, and this be a letdown game. Missouri hasn't won a game in the conference yet. We beat them – uh, kind of last second bucket uh, a couple of weeks ago. So we need to bring the energy and not be lackadaisical and continue that good defense and, and, and get a win. And we can't lose that game because, like you said, we're going to Tennessee next Tuesday, which is we don't play well there traditionally. They are loaded. They're one of the top five teams in the country. And um, it's going to be a challenge for us next Tuesday. So we have to get this win on uh, Saturday. Yeah, Saturday is a big game for us. Like you said, we don't want the hangover to hit us, um, but got to take care of business against Missouri. At Tennessee, I mean, love my game cost, but that's going to be a tough one. At Georgia, big chance for redemption right there because we let that game slip from us about a week ago. Um, and then we got Ole Miss at home. I mean, we're tough at home, and Ole Miss got a good team. Um but I, I like your chances there. We Vanderbilt, we take care of business there at Auburn. That's going to be tough. But like again, like I said, I, I like where we're at in the season. I like what Coach Paris is doing. The players are believing in each other, the camaraderie between the guys. And I mean, everyone knows who Mitchie Johnson is if you're a South Carolina fan, and what a heck of a player he is. I mean, dude can shoot threes from freaking Saluda County, man. Like, it's just yeah, he's a, he's, he's impressive. A he he pulled one late in the game last night from Curry range, and then 
the, just talk about the, the role players last night with Cooper having you know a hell of a game. He's kind of stepping in and the, as that kind of point guard role, and then you or the two guard him and Michi kind of rotate, and then you got Gray getting some valuable minutes down low. You know when he first committed to to well he transferred from LSU, and when I this was under Martin when I saw his stats he was averaging one less than one point a game so. I mean, he's been trashed the last, you know, year and a half. And then what Paris has done to him to develop him is just, I mean, he's a factor and he's filling up the stat sheet. And again, that goes back to Paris and getting these guys to believe they're playing unselfishly. And they move the ball like no other. They don't make turnovers. They make majority of their free throws. And they might be the best defensive team, not only in the SEC, but in the country. And when you have that combination, that's deadly. Yeah. Um, big guy, man. He, I mean, coming back, especially from that Georgia game, I think he missed like five free throws in a row or something. And for him to come back and play as well as he did in that game, man, that was absolutely huge for the Gamecocks. Um, and you mentioned Talon Cooper, man. I think he had, what, 18 or 20 last night. And him being in a point guard role, I, I kind of like it. I like him at the point guard um, position. You know, I think it sets up Michi well. Get the bigs moving around. He can pass the ball. He can. He just I don't know orchestrates the the offense, and he's smooth with the ball. So, what a big time pickup getting him in the transfer portal. If I'm not mistaken, I think he's a local South Carolina kid. If I'm not, I want to say maybe Dorman High School. Does that sound about right? Uh, not sure. Um, could, that could be the case. I just I think, I think he I think he was a Dorman kid. I think he I think they heard it mentioned that, but. When they played Clemson earlier in the year, um, some one of the commentators mentioned that he played ball with PJ Hall in uh, in high school. So he's definitely you. definitely a good player, and um, I can't wait to see what what the future holds this this season for for him and the rest of the guys. And and uh, hey, and lastly, the freshman um, Murray Bo- uh, uh, Murray, yeah. Murray gonna, Broyles. Yeah, he's gonna be a stud. He is. Man, I hear I hear all these Kentucky fans talking about Big Z. Well, it was Little Z last night. <laughs> yeah. Um, I mean, I think he had maybe two or three points, and, and Murray Murray Bros. Um, even though did all slam a jamma in his face at one time last night. So, man, I was pumped. I yeah. was definitely pumped to see the Gamecocks play the way they did. And um, man, that's just big for our university and our basketball program. And old Don Staley in the house too, man. Yeah, and Shane Beamer was there too, all sitting court That's side. right. So yeah, full crowd, full support, and uh, you know maybe this is a unpopular take, but maybe we should just try to be a, a basketball school. You know, it's a little easier to flip, <laughs> a little bit, a little bit easier to flip the roster than it is a football squad, especially with the transfer portal nil money. But yeah, <laughs> yeah. I mean, you think about a basketball, you only got you got five players on the floor on the floor versus 11. So what you got? Well, maybe 13 guys sitting on the bench, including the floor versus what? 85. Yeah. I mean, you, you have seven to 10 in a steady rotation in basketball. I mean, it's just, it's just so much easier. I won't say easier competing basketball or just an easier route to, to make the postseason with so many teams getting into the tournament. So it's not – I mean, I know the playoffs expanded in football, but I guess we can have that debate for another day when it comes to South Carolina. In the end, in a perfect world, we they'd be really good in both sports and all sports, but that's not always the case. So, Yeah, I'll tell you another thing. Um, you know, what happened uh, to Lon Cooper, 
which I'm pretty sure he's a South Carolina guy. And then, um, yeah, Jacoby Wright. He played. He don't forget him. He played well last night. I think he had twelve or fourteen last night. He's been a great role player for us. He's starting to really turn it on. Yeah, and like I said, uh, Murray Boyles. Um, him being a local kid too, like it may, maybe things are starting to change within South Carolina. I know it's early in year two of the Paris era, but I mean, if we can recruit the state of South Carolina, we got ballers. It seems like we were not able to do that under the Martin years with a couple of exceptions. But, hey, man, I think things are heading the right way for the basketball program. Yeah, we'll see how he flips the roster day in and year in and year out. I mean, he's got some recruits coming in. So, we'll see how it goes. And, again, the next five to six games is going to be very critical for this basketball team, and it'll, it'll probably have to play a major factor in whether – Cyclone is in the NCAA tournament for the first time since 2017. So we'll stay tuned to that. We'll keep watching. And, uh, you know, I wanted to – I know I want to talk about that just because it's, you know, hot off the take, just a wild environment again. And the Colonial Life was rocking. I know there's been some chatter about whether the arena is too big or whatnot. But last night proved that that arena is, is not too big. It was packed. It was rocking. And, again, we continue to put the pride on the court. The fans will come. So – um yeah we'll move on now and let's let's kind of i wanted to while you're on here talk about the nfl have you been following the nfl a lot and, and what's your thoughts so far with the playoffs man I've, I've enjoyed watching the nfl i've been a big fan for a long time um honestly i, th- I thought it was gonna be the, the bills year i know they started kind of slow but they got hot at the right time and Honestly, if that kicker would have made that field goal, I thought they were going to take it into overtime and take care of the Chiefs, but the Chiefs have owned them, what, the last three or four years, and they're back to the drawing board. Um, And then you got, I mean, Baltimore. Baltimore is strong. I mean, Lamar Jackson is playing at the MVP level right now. They got a heck of a defense. And shout out to Davion Clowney, you know, South Carolina boy. He's having a career year with the Ravens. So I pull for him. Um, but the AFC man, that's gonna be a that's gonna be a bloodbath. Uh, going over to the NFC, I'm pulling for the underdogs. I am pulling for Detroit. Jared Goff, man, Dan Campbell. Listen to that guy talk. Anybody we can run through a brick wall for that guy after hearing him speak, man. Yeah, he's a he's a former player. You know, he gets it. He's been in that. He 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 seems like he connects with the players, and he's a he's a football guy. You know, as they say, he he lives and breathes it, and and it's just it's amazing that what he's done in Detroit because Detroit's been god awful for so many years, and he's finally got him turned around there, almost in the playoffs last year. So you can see he's definitely building something special, and you know they're playing with a lot of confidence right now. Um, the, the Josh Allen thing is you feel sorry for him, you know, like they got a squad and it's, you start wondering how many more years they have left. I mean, he's fairly young. I know he's been in the league probably eight or nine years now, but you know, what about the pieces around him? What do you do? The coaching, you know, they've had their chances and they've been there. They just haven't executed when they needed it most. And I think that's what's frustrating, but to see Josh Allen and, Patrick Mahomes just battle day in, year in and year out in the playoffs is what I think all NFL fans want. It's just 
unfortunately for him, Mahomes has been on top on all of them. So I think it's going to, he's going to get his shot. It's just a matter of time. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, looking back at that game, and there was definitely opportunities for them to execute, to score touchdowns, to go ahead, and they just didn't do it. And I just don't know if they're ready for the for the big moment. And I mean, Patrick Mahomes has been gifted and got great talent around him, and got one of the most well respected coaches. You know, today, if not all time, when Andy Reid, man, he is just a wizard when it comes to the offensive side of the ball. and It's it's tough to count those guys out, man. They they got a good chance as anybody to win it all. So it should be fun going down the stretch. And going, like I said, going up to the NFC side. And, you know, I think I'm, I'm pulling for Detroit. Um, and I know that they are playing San Francisco, but a lot. San Francisco is going to be tough. At San Francisco, they got all CMC. A bunch of us Carolina people are big fans of him. I hate to see him leave, but, you know, we kind of want to wish him the best, too. But I think I – I just don't know if Detroit can do it. That's just my honest opinion in San Francisco. But, hey, mm-hmm. that's why they play the game, and we'll see. Yeah. I mean, San Francisco barely squeaked by Green Bay, you know. And, and San, San Francisco – probably played one of their worst games and then losing Debo early in the game was a huge factor. I think if Debo doesn't play, San Francisco could be in trouble, but that's why they play the game. So, and plus I saw something where Detroit hasn't played outside of a dome since like week nine. So it's been like a couple of months. So that's going to be interesting to see how the weather is in San Francisco. I mean, usually it's pretty good in California, I know, but last weekend it was raining for the San Francisco and Green Bay game. And Green Bay gave San Francisco all they wanted. So, and then you've got your, you know, the Kansas City and Baltimore with the whole, if you believe in the script or whatnot. Kansas City kind of struggling during this for the most part of the season, and then starting to get it together at the back end the last four or five weeks, and then here they are again in the AFC Championship. And you got Taylor Swift and the Kelsey boys and all that involved now. And it's like here comes people have to wonder if the, if the script written. Is this, is the script written for old Swifty to be at the Super Bowl in Las Vegas in a couple of weeks? What do you think about that? Just imagine the ratings going up from you know a bunch of females and moms that know who Taylor Swift is. They may not watch the Super Bowl, but guess what? They're going to watch the Super Bowl now if the Kansas City Chiefs make it. Because guess what? T Swift is going to be in the house. That's right. Hey, mark my words. Within the next. Three years, T. Swift, Super Bowl halftime show, without a doubt. You think so? There ain't no doubt in my mind. I mean, I mean, she's a big star. She's one of the biggest stars in the world. So, well, they've tried to get her before, right? She yeah, been- but I, th- I think with her tied in with, with with Travis Kelsey now, and basically being in the NFL family, like it's almost a guarantee for sure thing. That would be weird if she was performing in Kansas City and was in the Super Bowl. That'd be kind that of would weird. be it would be weird. <laughs> but so Baltimore, hey, maybe not. go ahead. So I was gonna say maybe one day. I'm sure we'll probably will see it though here in the next few years, especially if they Kansas City keeps that core group together and those guys continue to stay healthy. And those guys are ballers, man. They know how to win. Yeah, I look, I look forward to the videos from out there during that week because it's in Vegas. It's for the first time, and 
Vegas is a proper spot for the Super Bowl and March Madness and for it to be, you know, going on in Vegas, I think is, is pretty cool. So I'll be looking forward to seeing that. It'd be cool one day to be out there while it's going on. But I had before when my Panthers were there and they lost to the Broncos in 15. But uh, we'll see how it goes. Baltimore, the Lions minus four. So who are you taking? Give me a give me a pick. Give me your pick. Kansas City. The Baltimore minus four. Yeah. Or Kansas City taking four. Well, you know, you know <clears throat> well, you know, I don't know if you've seen that little little screenshot going around, but some news station kind of flashed a little Baltimore San Francisco Super Bowl. I don't know if you've seen that. Have you seen that by chance? Uh, yeah, I've seen that. Yeah, they're the, saying the script's already <laughs> written or something. Yeah, yeah. Um, I don't know, man. Um, it's tough to beat the Chiefs. I mean, Patrick Mahomes. I think I'm taking Patrick Mahomes and the Chiefs right there, and I bet. Okay. What about Detroit? San Francisco will be the night game. Detroit is getting seven at San Francisco. I think San Francisco is going to take care of business. Yeah. Um, are they going to beat Detroit by seven? Eh, there's a good chance, but I, I'm, I'm feeling more of a, a being within a field goal. I think they'll take care of business, but I think maybe three, four is going to be the final score. San Francisco will go on and play the Super Bowl. And we'll have, what's that, about three years ago, it was San Francisco and Kansas City a couple yeah. years ago? Yeah, 2020, I think. So maybe a rematch from that is what you kind of envision? I think. Uh, that's kind of what I'm thinking. That is kind of what I'm thinking. Um, yeah. So we'll see what happens. Um, without a doubt, we got some good football ahead of us this weekend. Yeah, for sure. I'll have the games handicapped on my website. Uh, I'm not going to give out the plays. Um, I will say it, it is, whether I do take the Chiefs or not, it is hard to bet against Mahomes and getting points. I know they are on the road, but we'll see about that. I will give out a free one. The over-under is 44-and-a-half for the Baltimore-Kansas City. I'm going to take the over in that. I think it'll be a shootout. Those, those quarterbacks kind of make their ways and just prevent – they just make first downs with their legs and just open up the field so much. So I was, there's your free play, over 44-and-a-half for that game. Um, Man, I like that play a lot. Um, I mean, not knowing what the weather's going to be like, I have not looked into it, but I, I do like that play yeah, a lot. Yeah. So we'll see. But uh, looking forward to that, and we'll know the Super Bowl, uh, the two left for the for the big prize. So uh, yeah, did you hear did you hear about the other big news coming out of the NFL today? By what's, chance, what's that? Oh, uh, the uh, Los Angeles Chargers got him a new coach. Oh, no. <laughs> yeah, the Chiefs got somebody to compete with in the in the AFC West now. Hey, well, that guy, old Jim Harbaugh, he is one everywhere he has been, and so it is going to be interesting to say the least. Yeah. To see what happens with the Chargers. I mean, he's got a quarterback. Yep. I mean, he can put a couple pieces together, get a good defense. And they, they're supposed to, and they got they got players on the roster. It was just a matter of them. They're supposed to have a load of defense. So, I got a feeling uh, the Chargers will be in the playoffs next year. And I know it's not really a far stretch because they got a good roster, and they just just about getting the right coach in there. And now they got the right guy. So, I think yeah. it's going to happen. I mean, even even with them not having the right guy in the years past, I mean they've been uh, you know nearly a playoff team consistently, right? Yeah, yeah, they they were in there last year. They they squandered that big lead to Jacksonville. But yeah, so we'll see what happens with them. What do you uh 
I got a question for you. What do you think about the old Panthers? I saw they just um, kind of hired within um, a, a former player, Dan Morgan, as a new GM. I don't know much about Dan Morgan. Dan, um, Dan was a good – he was a good player for Carolina. They drafted him in the first round out of Miami. Uh, so he went to play U, played linebacker. Uh, I think he played most of his career there. He might have finished up in Buffalo, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, right. He's been around the game. He's been around that um, – you know, the Panther organization. But, again, it's, it all goes back to Tepper, man. The stuff he's done in, in the past, in the last couple of years. I mean, I know he's on the team since probably, what, four or five years now, I think, maybe more, a little longer. Everything yeah, he's right. done, Everything he's done is just turned to shit, man. It's just he, – he's – you know, he's hired the wrong GM. He's, he squandered the practice facility in Rock Hill. That was – the stuff that was done there, the lawsuits with that. It's just a lot of bad business dealings. And based on what I'm seeing, I just I don't trust him until we see that he can – until he proves it. I just don't uh, – I think Dan Morgan – I don't know if Dan Morgan is a, a yes man or is he going to let Dan Morgan do his own thing because he's got the experience. I know he's worked with the Bills personnel. He was in there when they drafted Josh Allen and um, – I'll be curious to see, but based on history, I, I don't see that Tepper, you know, not having his hands on stuff. So that's what concerns me. And if if he Tepper steps away and lets Morgan do the th- do his thing, then there's a potential for the Panthers to be pretty good. But that's my take on it. Yeah, yeah. And I look at it like this, man. You hired a guy to do a job. Let him do his job. If he does, if he's not successful, you know, in a few years, then. You know, cut him and get somebody else. Right. I mean, that's that's the way I look at it. Give the guy a chance. You hired him to do a job, so let him do it. But Tepper hasn't shown much for patience. I mean, he's he's what he's on his third, fourth coach in as many years. I mean, that's just not sustainable in the NFL. And then you go back to drafting Bryce Young. There's rumors that he had the say in that, where the other people wanted Strout, and you saw the season that Strout had. I mean, it's just a lot of stuff that's just not going in the Panthers' favor, and I, I'm just a big believer in what goes around comes around, and so yeah, I don't know. I don't know what Tepper's. I don't know what's going to happen. It's you want to see the Panthers do good, but man, they are terrible. They don't have a first round pick. They traded that away last year. <laughs> Otherwise, they'd had the first pick this year, and so they're going. They're going to have to draft well in the in the later rounds this this upcoming draft in uh, April. And to really get some improvements, and they got to get the right head coach. And I don't know. And do you want to work somewhere where you have potential of being fired within the season? I, I yeah. Know. I mean, I no. guess the money's the money. So, but I don't. There's a lot to be. There's a lot of unknowns with that organization. Yeah, I just. I don't know. It, it, it's going to be one of those things where we'll just kind of see what happens. And um, I mean, I was, obviously, I'm a fan of the Panthers being here local and. I wish him well. I wish him well. Um, what do you think? I got, I got another question for you. What do you think about oh, uh, out of Chicago? You think they're going to they're going to try to trade Fields or they're going to try to draft Caleb Williams because they got, if I'm not mistaken, that number one overall pick or yeah, like from, a top two pick the, or yeah, something. Yeah, from the Panthers. Oh, Panthers. Yeah, yeah, from the Panthers. Yeah. Um, so, uh, that's interesting. And yeah. I heard some speculation about getting Cliff Kingsbury to come on as the OC because why does everybody so? Why does everybody like that guy? I mean, he, he does, I don't know. 
I mean, what has he done? I don't, I don't get it. Yeah, I guess he's a good OC. I mean, that's really the only thing I can get from it. I mean, I, I would either – I would take Caleb Williams or I'd, I'd trade down. I mean, but I don't think Fields' record is really that much better than Trubisky's was overall. But I don't know. I don't think Fields is the problem, man. I think Fields, to me, looked like he played well as the year went on. And yeah, they need some more pieces. Yeah, I think that's it. So – um on another note, man, I know you're a big golf fan. I'm a big golf fan. Uh, what do you think about the amateur winning the uh, – what, what was the tournament this weekend in California? As the American Kika. Express, uh, yeah. American Express, man. First, That's what, first time since, what, 91? Yeah. Yeah. Bill Mickelson. Yeah, it's crazy. Like, I just – under that pressure to do that, this is very impressive. That kid's going to make a lot of money. Um, I mean, what's that kid? He's like 19, 20 years old. 20 years old. And just to compete like that and get it done is just can't believe nobody's done it since '91. That's a long time, and we'll see what happens with the whole live. What's your thoughts on live? Um, I mean, I tell you what, I I like the live thing because it brings a new um, vision for the game. Um, I don't like that it doesn't like in between with the um like the majors and stuff. Oh, excuse me, not the majors, but like some of the big tournaments that are not majors. Right. You know, some of those players don't get to play. I don't like that. But I don't know, man. I kind of found myself watching a little bit more to live last year versus some of like the the less prevalent um PGA tour events. Yeah, I think I think yeah. with the live you get you get you know that what the field's gonna be. You know all the players are gonna be in it. And yeah, they're only playing one or two tournaments a month for a couple of months. But then you've got the majors where everybody's in it. But at the end of the day, you just want you want all the good players playing together. And for me, I think the majors is just not enough, you know. The, yeah. I think the PJ Tour is a walking duck. I mean, you see sponsors backing out. It's just because they don't want to pay more money and not have the top players in their events. And I don't blame them. I mean, that'd be a bad business. 100%. 100%. You got a bunch of players. I mean, you know, Ron, Ron was kind of gun ho about not being involved with live. But now, guess what? Money talks, right? That's right. And then um, you, you see Rory kind of retract on a couple of his statements. And I don't know. It's, it's going to be interesting to see how the golf world plays out. I mean, obviously, I want the best for the game. I want all the best players to be playing in tournaments together to make it the most competitive. I think that will be best for the game. Yeah, it's just I think all these tournaments that have lost their, in my opinion, maybe I'm wrong, but I used to be an avid golf. I mean, I play a lot of golf. We both play a lot of golf. And I used to watch the golf tournament every week. But now I just like I, – I didn't even watch the American Express last week. I might watch the Farmers this week. I know when you hit the back end of January, that's when the tournaments really start to pick up as they make their way towards Augusta. And I know that when you don't have all the top players, I just I just don't have that urge to go watch it. You know, it's hard to watch these tournaments when you got, like, one guy in the top ten playing and it's the whole world golf ring has got to change and all that. And it, the, the PGA Tour is in trouble. Yeah, yeah, they gotta they gotta figure it out for sure. I mean, so I'm at the point where I'd rather be playing golf on Sundays than watching golf on Sundays, and that was never the case. Obviously, before the live started, I was always wanting to see 
who was on the leaderboard and come down the stretch. I mean, that was a Sunday ritual for me. Right. But hey, we're you know the world changes, the game changes, and we're we're at where we're at. That's right. Well, I appreciate the questions and appreciate you jumping on. I think that's all I got for now. I think we've kind of burned our listeners' ears uh, at least for this uh, episode. So. Until next time, yep. I appreciate you joining. And uh, next time you, next time you see Big J in public, give him a shout out. He made his first appearance on the podcast. Absolutely, I appreciate you having me, and uh, just want to leave the listeners with one thing: is hey, man, go Cox. You know, keep pulling for the game, Cox. If you're a Carolina fan, and hey, man, we'll we'll make it to the championship level one day. <laughs> That's right. All right, we'll talk to you later. See you. Hey, Big, Big J signing off. Thank you. <laughs> All right, see you. Thanks again to Big J joining us as we talk about the Gamecock basketball, the NFL playoffs, dive into some questions and whatnot. And uh, thank you all that for listening to episode 18 from Sports Cap Value. Just enjoy doing this, putting out, trying to put out content for you all. Again, we're looking one thing that I wanted to ask, I said in the beginning intro, we were you know going to ask some questions. And one question that I really, only question I wanted to ask was, we're looking to rebrand the podcast and, and start it and come up with a really a good name for the podcast. We've been struggling with that uh, initially when we first started this, but we're looking to rebrand the podcast. Keep doing what we're doing, but we're looking for a good, healthy, growing name that was you know kind of benefits sports cat value. So if you're listening to the podcast, reach out to us. Whether you see us in person, you can reach out to us on Instagram, TikTok, Facebook, you name it. Call us, text us, email us, you name it, sportscapvalue at gmail.com. And uh, we'd love to kind of get a poll, get your take on what the, new po- what the podcast name should be going forward. Looking for ideas. And this is what we do. We try to get you all involved, try to get you to join our website. But here you can have a say on what the name of the podcast will be going forward. So we love your input. And uh, again, thanks for listening and uh, signing off from Sports Cat Value. Until then, uh, have a great uh, weekend. Enjoy football. And uh, stay tuned for our plays uh, as we put them out day in and day out on social media and on our website, sportscatvalue.com. See you.